We're talking today with Bill Bickley. Bill is a writer and producer and director of hundreds of television shows, many of the shows that you've loved and watched throughout the years. He's been involved with uh, Love American Style, All in the Family, Happy Days, and some of his recent shows include uh, Family Matters, Step by Step, and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. And Bill Bickley, thank you so much for being with us at WHO Radio. Oh, it's a pleasure. Nice to talk to you. It looks like fun, because also I have a a very minor league uh, career in acting as well. So you started out as an actor, is that right? That's right, when I was about 11 or 12. Then when I finally came out to Hollywood in 1970, um, almost right out of college, uh, the first thing that happened was I sold a script. Hmm. All of a sudden I was being paid to write. You mean so right I just kept soon, writing. You mean as soon as you got there you sold a script? Well, it wasn't as soon as I got here, but it was uh, within about 10 days. Well, that's pretty close to as soon as you got there. Yeah, I hadn't, hadn't made my second uh, rent payment yet. Well, that we hear these stories of people who try to make it in Hollywood, and they get out there, and they have to be waiters for years and years before they ever uh, sell a script. Yeah, I don't think I would have been very successful at anything else, so it's probably a good thing. And and I try not to tell my, my, my story of how I got started to, to many people because it's so... Um, un- unfortunately, it, it doesn't happen that way very often. Mm-hmm. It's usually the other way around. So what was your first show that you wrote for? First show I wrote, gosh, I feel like I'm 80 years old when I, when I uh, talk about these things. But I was just 22 when I did that. Um, uh, it was Love American Style. Oh, yeah. Well, of course and, uh, they... The first episode I, I wrote uh, starred Davy Jones of the Monkees. Wow. So when you get out there in Hollywood, is it having the right connections? Is it being at the right place at the right time? How did you get these jobs? Well, it's a lot of a lot of things, and it, it it is partly those things. It's that, but when you do find yourself at the right place at the right time, you have to be able to uh, perform. You know, if you if you screw it up, it doesn't help if you were in the right place at the right time, right? Because uh, you won't go anywhere from that. And let's talk about some of your more recent shows, Mr. Bickley. I'm sure these will come back to you fairly quickly. Uh, you were the creator of a couple of the TGIF shows, uh, in particular, Family Matters and Step by Step. Right. And uh, I'm fascinated by the history of Family Matters because it started out as a, a very wholesome sitcom about a black family. And then, of course, after Urkel came on in episode 8 or 9 or whatever, he just showed up after, you know, after a couple of months on the show. Uh, it turned around to being the Urkel show, basically. Yes, it did. Talk about the evolution of that. And that has happened in other shows that you've been involved with, too, where a minor character suddenly becomes a star, like Happy Days, where, where Fonzie, Fonzie became yeah. a star. Yeah. Right, and and that's, I mean, uh, we who sell the shows like to pretend that we can actually make that happen. We can't. It, it happens on, on, on television shows sometimes where it even, it even was the way Michael J. Fox became a star. He was not at all the primary character in uh, Family Ties when it began and just became that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Urkel, ironically, and I don't think I've ever said this in an interview, so if I think the statute of limitations may have run out. <laughs> I hope so. But... Uh, the character of Steve Urkel was a character that my partner at the time, Michael Warren, and I had written in a pilot for NBC that had not gone. Oh. And uh, we had started shooting Family Matters, which, as you say, was about a black family. It was uh, fairly more real and, and low-keyed and, and so forth. It was uh, it was doing nicely, and it was doing nicely in the ratings. Um but we were stuck for a script. We, we just were running out of scripts, and we were kind of behind. And so my partner and I sat in the room and said, you know what, that pilot we wrote a couple of years ago, we could convert that to an episode of Family Matters pretty easily. <laughs> and so in doing that, we 
used the character we had had in that pilot, which was an incidental character. And we just did it to try to hurry up and get an episode. Well, the right actor meets the right part is the way these incredible characters happen. The same way Henry Winkler met the part of Fonzie, which was yes. nothing like him. Right. And suddenly there was a, a, a very unique character on television that, that uh, really uh, became very popular. The same with Steve Urkel. Uh, Jaleel White came in, and we had written that character on paper, but he took it and made it something uh, uh, even more <laughs> right. uh, interesting and funnier than we had written it. And uh, so it was It was at the first cast reading of that script that we huddled together and said, maybe, maybe we should add this kid to the series. Wow. And we did. And, and the ratings demonstrably went up as soon as he started appearing in the episode. You know, what did that do to the rest of the cast, though? Because they had already been a family. They had worked together for a couple of months, and right. they, they had their own stars there amongst themselves. And all of a sudden, this little kid who we've never heard of before comes in and takes over literally the show, and it, it detracts from the stars of the show. Well, it, it's it's always difficult for, a, for difficult for a cast to make that uh, adjustment. I mean, even it was even dif- difficult, I know, for for Ron Howard back when Fonzie became so big. But just Ron is is the one of the most wonderful human beings in the face of the earth, and was very adult and very. Uh, uh, wonderful about that is knowing that it's a phenomenon that simply happens in the case of family matters uh the cast was disturbed i mean i can say that now uh, they were quite upset and yet it was very difficult to be angry it wasn't like an adult actor who would come <laughs> in and all of a sudden the show belonged to him it right. was this kid right and the adults couldn't exactly to be too hard right. on this kid who was suddenly also making the show quite a hit as well. Well, so it benefited the adults because the show was becoming more popular. Absolutely. But, but at the same time, it was taking away from their characters. Right. So it was even a more unique struggle because it was, uh, is it would be for any actor, disturbing to see the shift of the balance yeah. of the show. And at the same time, it was the best thing that ever happened to the show. The show was doing well. And it was a good show, but the addition of Urkel just just elevated it to the level where people just really wanted to watch it. And create... it became uh, one of the mainstays of the TGIF, which oh, had already gosh, begun. Yeah. Well, now everybody knows Urkel. Urkel will now become a reference point in history right. for, for kids in the future. Uh, you created and produced Family Matters, and yet at some point, Telma Hopkins left... And you basically wrote her character off, and I think one of the kids in the cast disappeared as well. I mean, <laughs> I mean all, of, all of a sudden, there was no longer a child there that used to be there. Well, you know, this happened on, fam- on Happy Days as well. Yes, I know. <laughs> With the, uh, and the legendary dis- uh, the, the, uh, 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 brother. The question that was asked periodically was, whatever happened to Chuck? That's right. And, uh, of course, I was there. There were two Chucks. There was a, I, I don't know why I keep referencing Happy Days, but obviously some of the experiences are similar. There was a Chuck Gavin uh, O'Hurley. He was Chuck the first year, and I can't remember the actor's name the second year. Uh, and the third year, Chuck disappeared. Uh, now, I suggested in the very last episode of Happy Days that everybody leave to go out in the backyard, which, in fact, was near the end of the last episode, and that you hear a, uh, somebody dribbling a basketball, and Chuck comes downstairs and <laughs> says, where did everybody go? <laughs> we didn't do that, but uh, in, in the case of Family Matters, Thelma actually left because we created another show, Getting By, with Cindy Williams, right. where we wanted to put Thelma and Cindy Williams together. Uh, then that show 
made it, I don't mean maybe two seasons, I think, season and a half, maybe one season, getting by. And now all of a sudden she was off Family Matters, but we had wanted to keep uh, her kid on Family Matters, but the mother was gone, and then subsequently the youngest uh, uh, girl in the cast, uh, through a negotiation problem and this, that, and the other, so we had we had a couple of we had a mother disappear and we had a child disappear and uh, uh, we didn't want to do uh, two very uh, depressing episodes of of some tragic event so we sort of like pretended it didn't happen. Yeah, it was just it was just amazing they just all of a sudden disappeared. There was no mention of them. Well, there was a, we had a lot of arguments. I, I I hate to remove a character and not try to explain to the audience what happened exactly. to them. And there were others of my partners in the in the endeavor. Uh, who uh, very much wanted to to avoid uh, to stay in denial about it, and uh, <laughs> and the network who networks who prefer denial over everything in the else uh, felt that uh, let's let's just leave it alone. Yeah. But I always it always amused me when when people did catch it because sure. it, it argues my point of view. That's right. The last year you switched over to CBS, and I read an article that said that uh, you guys were paid an enormous amount of money to move. Family Matters and Step by Step over to CBS. That's right. But at the same time, uh, it was a, a bit of a sad way to end the series, I think, both because they didn't do that well on CBS. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it was it was not sad, really, because we all knew the series was ending, and we all knew for, the, like, the last three years that any given season it was going to be over. We were very happy with what the run had been. It was a group of people where we all really enjoyed each other. Uh, I have many, I have a, several uh, close friendships that remain. Uh, I'm very close with Patrick Duffy and with Suzanne Summers, and and so it was such a, a close knit group that we were glad to have another season under any circumstance, just so we could all come to work together uh, some more. So it wasn't said in terms of the ratings dropping and moving to a network because the end of any series, unless you go out at the top, is a diminishing experience. You know, the ratings diminish. You right. you, you go on the downward arc. So that's not unusual. Uh, what it, it was uh, hard to let go. Are these are these shows like your kids in a way? Oh my yes. Uh, the, I get I get I'm I'm such a an emotional that uh, when. Um, when uh, when I do a series that runs any length of time at all, I get very close to the cast, very close to the crew and all the people. And the ending of a series is like the splitting up of a family almost. Yeah. And especially when there's kids that, uh, on a long run of a show, on Family Matters, for instance, with Darius McCrary and, and Jaleel White and all the kids there, uh, I basically was, a, you know, I was there watching them grow up. The same right. with Step by Step. Uh, to a certain extent, with also with Partridge Family and, and Happy Days. So you have a long line of experiences uh, as if they were your family. Hmm. It's hard to end those things. Yeah, Mr. Bickley, I want to kind of go down memory lane a little bit. Because okay, you, if I can remember it. Well, you were involved with a couple of just incredible shows. Uh, of course, it mentions in your bio that you wrote for All in the Family. Yeah. Happy Days, right. your producer for Happy Days. That, of course, the first year it was on was filmed. You're right. The first 38 episodes were one, of course, called One Camera, which was shot like a movie. And the, of course, I'm sure you know the history of this. It was it had been a pilot that didn't sell as a spinoff of Love American Style. And then the following summer, American Graffiti showed up in theaters and was a hit. 
And so ABC called Gary Marshall and wanted him to revive and do a slightly different version of that pilot because there was this rush to put a 50 show on the air. Mm-hmm. I was producing The Partridge Family at the time, and Gary had me covertly come over and help with the development of the first six show, six scripts, which used to be part of trying to sell a pilot. And um, and got the, the uh, series on in, in very short order, and uh, ABC and and everybody managed to get me out of my contract with Columbia and came over there and started the uh, started Happy Days. And we shot at night a lot, and and it was kind of an interesting place, too, because people would drop in. John Lennon came by wow. one night when we were shooting, and, uh, and if he was alive, I don't think either of us remember that because it was also the 70s, and sometimes we have <laughs> memories late at night. But um, but it was, it, it was a real... Um, Exciting experience. One of the most exciting experiences of my life. So you chose Happy Days over the Partridge Family. You know, the ha- Partridge Family was going down, and and, <laughs> and uh, Happy Days. Happy Days was a very exciting thing to me because it touched an era. It, I, I had not been that age in the fifties, but in Texas, the sixties was very much like the fifties. Yeah. You know, we're we're talking about something that's uh, there have been many presidents since <laughs> this, this episode, and I've done fifteen hundred <laughs> episodes in various capacities. I, my I, my kids, as they were growing up, would would see some of the reruns of some of these older shows on Nick at Night and and other places, and I'd, I'd be passing through the room, and they would say, "Hey, Dad, you wrote this one," <laughs> and I'd I'd stare at the television set and could not remember. What the story was? Oh my gosh! Um, and I'm I'm not uh, I'm not a feeble old man either, but uh, but it was there was just been so many stories and so yeah. many scripts that um, uh, can I can actually watch TV and be yeah. surprised by what happens in one of my stories. That's neat. We're talking with Bill Bickley, and as we finish up with Mr. Bickley here on News Radio 1040 WHO, when you look at the top of the list. Uh, there, are, there are not a lot of highly rated up-and-coming sitcoms. Instead, you're getting a lot of clones yeah. that, are, that are very poor reproductions of sitcoms. I've, I've heard all these cycles, and it always amuses me when, uh, when networks think they've, they've, they've uh, figured it out. I even had a network, I'm going to tell this story, and I've never told this story publicly, uh, but uh, I was meeting with the president of, of one of the major networks, and this is a guy at, at the number one network at the time, uh, and he and his head of development, who later became the president of another network, we had a meeting with them, and Frazier and Mad About You had just become solid hits on television. And this is what they said to us in talking to us about what they wanted to develop. They said, we figured out why Frazier and Mad About You were successful. It's because they both have a dog in them. Oh, come on. I'm not kidding you. I, I will swear this in court when they sue me. We thought they were kidding. And they really weren't. They really had thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And they had decided that the key element in those series that made them hits was they had a dog in them. And therefore, they were suggesting we develop a show about a dog. Oh, my gosh. And these are successful people, uh, who, as uh, successful as network executives. These, wow. these are people who have done... Uh, have been quite successful in their fields. It's just an example of the, of the right. analysis and over-analysis that networks do to try to figure out. Creativity scares the crap out of them. Can I say crap on the network? Sure. <laughs> uh, but creativity scares them. It's so uncontrollable. So there's a constant uh, attempt to reduce a creative field right. to a manageable ele- uh, recipe of components. 